Listener Production. Welcome to the Motorsport Brief. It's Tuesday, the 26th of September, 2023. It's footy finals week, and that means one thing. We are getting closer to the great race at Mount Panorama Bathurst. Next week, that will be the focus of Australian sport. And today, we're going to talk to the Iron Maiden ahead of her return to supercars and the Bathurst 1000. G'day everybody, Greg Rust with you for this edition of the Rusty's Garage Shortcast. We've dropped another long-form ep for you today as well, with a supercast flavour, given that the mountain is calling. Charlie Schwerkolt, Team 18 owner, businessman with quite a family story, and fittingly, we recorded it around some cool cars, which we also discuss. If you want more supercast content, don't forget Michael Caruso is a recent release too. And if you're enjoying F1 after the back-to-back event, in Singapore and Japan, my broadcast colleague, Louise Goodman, is another added to the Rusty's Garage Library with some great yarns on her time working with people like Eddie Jordan, being in an F1 two-seater when it crashed, and taking part in a pit stop for the coverage. For this edition of The Brief, we have something of an adopted Aussie for our interview guest. Swiss racer Simona Di Silvestro has a pretty impressive motor racing CV that includes IndyCar, working with Porsche, testing roles in Formula One, an involvement with Formula E, and she raced for several seasons in supercars, chalking up over 90 starts. She is back down under for a Bathurst wildcard with Dick Johnson Racing, and she is on the line from their workshop in Queensland. Simona, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, walk the audience back a little ways because there were rumours of, of Walkinshaw and Andretti United. We obviously had uh, a pandemic in between when you last raced a supercar and so on. How long has the actual thought of, of coming back and, and racing one or doing a wild card been running around in your mind or been in play? Yeah, it's, well, uh, pretty much. I think uh, when I left at the end of nineteen, you know, it was always on my mind to come come back, you know, as a, for the endurances. You know, I think that was something that uh, was kind of always in the back of my mind. And uh, definitely, you know, uh, we knew that the pandemic pandemic then happened and uh, kind of threw a little bit of a curveball in this whole uh, whole plan to to just come back for endurances and. Uh, Really, yeah, there was always a little bit of talk once, you know, the pandemic was through and some teams approached me here and there. And, uh, um, you know, I was always I was always open to do it. And um, and, you know, the things kind of never really fell at the right time, at the right place to make it happen. And, uh, uh, you know, with this this one, it did, you know, and, um, you know, it was uh, really actually uh, uh, ben just called me if uh, if I was keen to do it, and uh, you know, having uh, DJR really call me to to do batters. I think uh, as a comeback, you know, I think it's uh, it's definitely the the coolest thing to do it with them. And um, yeah, I'm pretty proud to be racing for this team. So yeah, I'm happy that it all came together. And um, and yeah, the car looks really good. So I can't wait to get around the around the the racetrack again with it. We'll talk more about the car and that very cool paint scheme and things in a minute. You did give us. A little bit of a scare, though, because we thought, you know, 2023, this is going to be the year. And then you had you had appendicitis or something, didn't you? Tell us about that. And are you back to, to full health? Yeah, definitely. It was uh, So, you know, like the whole year was actually, you know, I had uh, quite a lot of uh, work, you know, with the, with Porsche, but just doing a lot of simulator work with them. And uh, 
knowing that I was going to race batters, you know, I was getting really excited about this. And then, uh, yeah, my body just kind of decided to throw a little bit of a curveball oh, with yeah. appendicitis. Uh, and it really happened, you know, three days before I was supposed to get on a plane to come to Australia. So, uh, yes, um, definitely, you know, not ideal, but you can't control these things. And, uh, and you know, now I'm back to to 100%, which, which is really good. And the team were really amazing, you know, to move things around as well. So, um, so you know, we haven't, doesn't really feel like, you know, we, we're unprepared or anything like that because mm. uh, we were able to move the test days around and, uh, and just everyone getting ready, you know, and uh, myself as well. The Gen 3 car, you kind of come at this with a fresh set of eyes. So some of the competitors that have been in it this year, the brand new um, cars, some have liked it, some have found it a bit challenging and so on. Is there something from your, you know, data bank of racing over the years, from IndyCar, from supercars, from wherever, that you can draw from? What do you think of them? And, and um, you know, how excited are you about doing the 1000 in a Gen 3 car? Yeah, well, uh, I've heard a lot of, of things about the Gen 3 cars. So uh, some positive, some negative. And, uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's the same for everybody. And, uh, and for me, you know, I'm, I just need to get in there, you know, and kind of figure it out. You know, luckily for me, I've uh, uh, driven a lot of different things in my life. And uh, usually I can adapt pretty quickly to something new. But for sure, um, you know, I think it'll be an interesting challenge. Uh, but sometimes, you know, it's also good, you know, to be kind of away from it and just show up, you know, for, for, for really the one race you, you're coming to do. And, uh, I was talking with the guys as well, you know, just having this one off sometimes, you know, you're just, just so focused on that one event and, uh, uh, it makes it really special. And you, I feel like you're really prepared for it because you don't really have too many distractions, you know, going on from other races and things like that. And you just really focus on what you have to do. We, that's what we're doing right now, really focusing, you know, on what we have to do in Bathurst. So, from that point of view, you know, it's it's not too bad because, uh, because you know, yeah, we, we're quite focused on that task. And, uh, yeah, I heard it's tricky to drive, but uh, I haven't driven it yet. So uh, I can let you know more about this, like, at the end of the week. So let's <laughs> let's talk about that because you're staying here between now and the great race. You're, you're going to be based in Aussie. Um, give us a sense of how much you'll get in the way of miles. And you're working with a bright young driver that has uh, a lot of potential and and what seems like a very good future in supercars you're going to kind of help mentor in that regard too aren't you yeah it, it makes me feel old a little bit you know <laughs> you're to be not, a mentor you're not <laughs> exactly. uh, but no you know i think it's um, I, I think it's a great opportunity for kai you know he's a, a really you know fast kid you know and uh, and he's really eager you know to to learn as well and uh, we get along quite well, you know, the last few days we've been spending a lot of time together and uh, um, yeah, being a bit of a mentor, I think it's uh, it's quite special. You know, I, I remember when I was 18 and uh, driving race cars and uh, uh, I think in that sense, when you, you're able to get paired up with somebody who has driven more things, I think it's uh, it's always cool, you know, and especially within the team as well here, you know, with Will, with Anton, you know, I think we all get along quite well. So from that point of view, for him, it's perfect, you know, because he can really draw into it uh, quite, quite quickly. And uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, teaming up with him is, uh, I think it's, uh, it's going to be going to be cool, you know, and um, yeah, just going to Bathurst, you know, I think for him as well, it's going to be his first. So, uh, you know, I've done a lot of big races. So, so, you know, hopefully we can kind of keep, you know, the nerves a bit in, in, in place and, uh, you know, do a really good job throughout the race. And then I think, uh, if we can uh, really do that, you know, we can have a pretty good result as well, I think. Cool. Step people through um, the plan over the, the coming days for you to, to get some valuable miles and what you need to do just so you, you feel comfortable in this car by the time you get to the mountain. 
Yes, yeah, so we have uh, two days now happening this week of testing at, uh, at QR, which, which will be good. So it'll be a lot of running, you know, a lot of driver change, a lot of pit stop and things like that. And uh, uh, yeah, it's quite close to the race, you know, in the sense, but, uh, but it just feels like, you know, once we get to the racetrack now on Thursday, we just have this ball that will be rolling and, uh, and, and we'll be driving quite a lot. You know, I think the first day we, the plan is really to do a lot of laps, um, you know, also for Kai, you know, I think it's going to be important that he does once a double stint, you know, I don't think he's ever done one in his life. So <laughs> things like that, just kind of ticking them off, you know, because uh, Bathurst is definitely, you know, it's a long race. And, uh, and if it's the first time, you know, you end up doing double stints, you know, it's, uh, it's quite eye opening. So I think we will, we'll do that both of us and just do a lot, lot of laps just to get our heads around the car. Car, as you said a little earlier in this conversation, looks amazing. Not your first time in a Ford, but great that you can be back driving one in a Mustang this time. The paint scheme is a, a, a throwback or a bit of a connection to the cars of 2003, 2004, the likes of Max Wilson, um, uh, Warren Luff, Stephen Johnson and so on. Uh, you're going to make quite a splash. We're not going to miss you on track, are we? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it's uh, – I think I – even though I'm driving the car, but I think it's the, mo- the coolest car out there. You know, I think it looks uh, quite aggressive and, and yeah, you know, it, it's going to be impossible to miss us because we're really going to be this bright yellow, mm. yellow dot running around and um, hopefully we'll be, you know, at the front, you know, so people don't have to look too far back to see it. <laughs> Good. You spent a bit of time, obviously, um, in Darwin, and then of course at the at the Sandown 500. In a uh, in a driver sense, that is probably mixed emotions. Frustrated that you're not behind the wheel, but at the same time, probably some valuable takeaways from that. What things did you walk away from um, that have have you know given you um, another little insight that you can take to to the mountain? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, really the, the biggest thing was uh, actually in Sandown, you know, uh, actually listening to Ludo. That was, uh, I think, the coolest thing, you know, because I'm, uh, that's always somebody I've, you know, admired while I raced here, you know, he's like an amazing engineer. And just to, to be sitting there and listening to, you know, all the things he's thinking about, it just kind of opens your mind a little bit on how they go about their job. And, um, and you know, he's, he's quite a character. So that was I thought that was really something cool to, to be able to, to witness, you know, because I think if we would have done send down, I would have never had, you know, the opportunity to do that. So, mm. uh, so from that point of view, I think that's pretty valuable and pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. To see, uh, you know, how it goes, uh, goes at it. Mm-hmm. Are there things from Will and Anton that have perhaps helped too? I mean, it's a great team to be a part of Simona in, for, for so many different reasons, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, great, you know, and uh, Will and I, I, I know him since since quite a while now, you know, I think uh, when I kind of moved to the Gold Coast as well, uh, uh, you know, they were super nice to kind of take me in as well, you know, we had a few dinners uh, back when I used to race here, so so we got pretty close and I think we're pretty open to each other as well and uh, um, for sure, you know, right now, you know, they tell me a lot of things on what how they feel about to drive the car, but, you know, at the end of the day, you need to kind of go out yourself and just uh, see really what how it is for you and, you know, how bad it is or how good it is. So those are always things, you know, you, you sometimes when you listen too much to people at, before you get to try it, you know, it can, uh, can get a bit, you can get a bit nervous about mm. it. But, uh, but I think once we'll do the test, you know, I think we'll have, I'll have a much clearer uh, image on, on, on the, how the car is. And I think from then on, you know, uh, we'll be working really well, all three together, you know, and uh, with the co-drivers as well, you know, to, I think as a team, you know, to, to have the most successful uh, kind of campaign as a team as well, you know, to all be, all be pretty quick and, uh, and be right up there.
When you have a, uh, a parity-based formula like this and you have new regulation, invariably we go through this period of uh, almost a little bit of a tug of war until everyone finds a way uh, to ensure that they feel like things are, are level. And there's been lots of discussion, I know, about that this year. Do you and even within the DJR team feel like you'll have um, a, a good shot at being competitive when you, you get to Bathurst relative to the Camaros? Well, yeah, that's been a, kind of a big discussion kind of going on from, mm. you know, as well what I've read and stuff like that. But, you know, I think uh, I think the team is is really good. You know, I think they, they will really, you know, push as hard as you as they can to be to be successful, you know, and uh, and you know from from our point of view as a driver, you know, you at the end of the day you have what you have, and you just need to do the best uh, out of it. So uh, yeah, not sure if there's some updates or anything coming up. Like so, we will see. But uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it's a long race. I think Bathurst as well. You know, it can uh, sound like a you know a short race where mm. pretty much qualifying is everything. So uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting. But you know, I try to you know. I'm the, the wild card, so I try not to get too too in, involved in those politics. You know, I'm just uh, kind of happy to come and do the race and enjoy it. <laughs> we'll take a quick break on this edition of the Rusty's Garage Shortcast. More with Simona Di Silvestro in just a few moments. You're listening to the Motorsport Brief, our shorty, our new style pod in the Rusty's Garage Library. Let's shift the conversation back into gear with Simona Di Salvestro now, ahead of her return to Bathurst this October. When you come to these iconic venues, right, like uh, Indianapolis, Mount Panorama Bathurst, whatever, do you have a little uh, ritual that you do on race week, be it from walking the track to whatever? I mean, because... Um, you know, we love having internationals come down and experience this because we're so proud of that race venue and, and the impact that it has on international races when they come. Give us a sense for you of how long, um, you you know, we know it's your sixth start, for example, but I, I gather it was a thing you wanted to do for, for quite some time when you first came over to have a crack at it. Is there a ritual and, and what sort of memories does it evoke for you when you go there? Yeah, well, definitely. I think the big thing is um, just being able to, to do the race again you know uh, uh i've been lucky to to have done it a few times and i think you know the, the the older you get in your career and not really racing in the series you know to get the call up to go do bathurst you know it's a i think for a lot of us it's a bit of a no-brainer because it is such an iconic race and uh, um yeah the ritual you know i think i feel like the more the years go by the more you actually enjoy a bit of everything you know because you 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 have a little bit of uh routine on how you know how things are going to unfold you know until mm. the race day uh but uh, I, I feel like you take it a little bit more in you know like you're a little bit more aware of it where the first time you show up you know everything is new and uh, it's overwhelming because there's so many people so many fans so um i think you yeah you just enjoy it i think a bit more because you you take the time to appreciate it as well you know and uh, and you know being lucky to be in the, being in this position you know to to come and do this race and uh um, at the end of the day, you know, I, th- I think personally it's the best racetrack to drive around, you know, and uh, uh, I'm just really looking forward to to get around there and especially in the supercars, you know, I think it's uh, it's it's quite fun and, uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. You are a competitive human being by nature. Do you set a little target for your return to supercars, what you'd like to achieve with this wild card realistically? Yeah, I think, you know, if I look at, at the result I've had, you know, I was always around like, you know, I would say top 13. That's really where we kind of always managed, you know, there, would, there was one one race where I think we would have had an easy top 10 until uh, I ran out of talent, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, so uh, I think 
you know, if, if things go really well, you know, I think a top 10 could be something really good for us. Uh, and I think it's achievable. You know, at the end of the day, there's so many things that can, can, can go on in this race. And um, we just need to really tick off all our boxes and the things we really can control. And from that point of view, you know, I think uh, mm. if we come out of it in the top 10, I think it'd be, it'd be quite, a, quite a rewarding, rewarding day. You've always been just a proud competitor. I've always known that about you. Australia has a, a great... Um, tradition and, and is very respected on the international scene for its its women in motorsport programs. Must be nice to be back in Australia and and reminding uh, all of the young girls around Australia that you know you can aspire to being a, a racer in the biggest events in the country in motor racing. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think uh, especially in, here in Australia. You know, I think you you're such a a sports uh, sports nation and mm. um and you know i think with the world cup as well in in, in football and all that i think it uh, you know i think all of these things are super important you know i think and we can really inspire a lot of young people to to go for their dreams and uh, uh yeah for me to be the only girl you know in the batters 1000 you know i think it's a it's quite special you know and hopefully you know uh in a few years you know we that we will be more than than just one and um and i think that's the goal and uh uh, I think, you know, from also the parents, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of, in Sandown, actually, I really saw, you know, a lot of dads kind of bringing uh, their, their girls, you know, to the racetrack. And Excellent. I think that's cool to see. And I think that, uh, yeah, now, you know, I think the doors are, are starting to to open a bit more and uh, it's it's really cool to see. And it's cool to be part of it as well, you know, and uh, and to see that, uh, that there's more and more involvement for sure. Well done. Before we let you go, uh, obviously Bathurst is the immediate focus and you want to have a great, great week up there. Um, what about 2024? Obviously still lots of love for IndyCar. What are the plans? What can you share with us? Well, n- not much at the moment, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, like I would say, you know, if, uh, if everything goes to plan, uh, I think uh, I'll have a really good uh, Good, good thing going on next year. So, so hopefully it all all comes together. One thing that my buddy Lee Diffie reminded me. He commentates obviously for uh, NBC IndyCar, but also works on the Olympics. You are having a crack at the Olympics. Tell us about this. What's the plan? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a, a bit of a, a crazy idea to be honest, and I think a lot of people think it's pretty crazy. But uh, as a kid, you know, I've always dreamt to go to the Olympics and. Um, uh, you know, a few years ago, I just kind of tried to figure out how I could achieve this dream. And I feel like I'm the person who usually, you know, tries to go for for it, you know. And um, I figured that driving a bobsled could uh, be similar to driving a race car. And um, yeah, so that's the goal. We try to qualify for the Olympics in 26. So it's a, it's a big, uh, big ask. But, uh, but you know, I think... Uh, I think, you know, we can manage. So, so yeah, that's kind of the goal. So it's a bit of a crazy, crazy dream, but sometimes you just got to go for it, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think it's a perfect fit. Motor racing and someone who enjoys speed sports, Winter Olympics. We hope that's, um, that's a lot of fun and brings you some success too. Thank you. We hope it all comes together for you. Most importantly, welcome back to Oz. Have a fantastic couple of weeks here. And uh, we really can't wait to see what you can do at the mountain. We hope that top 10 is, uh, is in the offing for you. Enjoy. Thank you. Now, in organising that chat, I promised Simona we would get her back on at some stage for a longer conversation that covers all of her career. There is so much to talk to her about. In other news, well done Oscar Piastri, picking up some silverware for the mantelpiece, joining the F1 Podium Club and at a famous venue too. Third at Suzuka in Japan behind 
teammate Lando Norris and race winner Max Verstappen. It vindicates the decision by McLaren just days earlier to extend Oscar's deal through to 2026. Meanwhile, there doesn't seem to be any immediate options for Liam Lawson, who was again the highest placed AlphaTauri driver, finishing ahead of his teammate, the local hero, Yuki Tsunoda. 11th for Liam, just outside the points. Daniel Ricciardo is expected to be back in that car for the next round. Dan's also been confirmed alongside Yuki for next season at the team. The Sky broadcast crew have begun pushing a bit of a narrative which we agree with here on the pod, and that is any other team who hasn't locked in their 2024 lineups just yet need to seriously consider Lawson, especially Williams. Surely the pressure on Sergio Perez, separately, must be beginning to build. He had a shocker in Japan, but he has a deal for next year, whatever that is worth in the brutal business of Formula One. Second place for Shane Van Gisbergen at the Daybreaker Rally in New Zealand behind Hayden Padden. Hopefully that gives SVG a bit of zing again for the Bathurst 1000. His hero, Greg Murphy, was pretty disappointed in Shane's performance leading into the 500 and openly shared his views on that, but it was almost a plea for Shane to finish the Supercars chapter and his very successful time with Triple Eight in the right fashion. And well done to Jet Lawrence, who won the 2023 Super Motocross season final at the famed LA Coliseum at the weekend, adding two more moto wins and the 450 SMX crown to his list of incredible successes this season. Good story. A few of you are asking about the latest on the Sydney Speedway debacle. We will tackle that in the weeks ahead. And Jack Miller is joining us on the next edition of The Brief as we build up to MotoGP at Phillip Island in October as well. We'll catch you next time, everybody. Bye for now.